You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Good evening, Matt. How are you? Oh, all right, mate. Thanks for asking. How are you? Yeah, good. Buzzing with our first win of the season. 100% record in the Premier League. Easy, isn't it, this? Yeah, just need another 37 points and it's job done, isn't it? Move <laughs> on to the next season. So you don't have um, 37 to go? It's not a bad way of looking at it, actually. It was, um, I thought it was a, a fairly, um, it was a decent performance to start with, I think. I think Villa Villa did enough, didn't they, over the course of it. Uh, probably wasn't enough to please Alan Smith. Um, <laughs> what, what is it with us and having to talk about commentators being weird about Aston Villa games? He was destined, well, not whatever the word is, he really wanted them to score, didn't he? Just so he could go, oh, see, Villa have got a habit of conceding like goals, I told you. Are we being hypersensitive? Does every fans, does every club's kind of fan base think that they're being picked on or what? Because to yeah, me, we won't, we won't dwell on Alan Smith for too long. There's other things to discuss. But for me, every every half reasonable thing that Sheffield United did was built up into the world's greatest achievement. Whereas <laughs> anything Villa did, oh, they should have done it anyway. You know, almost when Ramsdale picked the ball out of the net, I thought he was going to praise that for how well he picked the ball out of the net. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, what do you think of the game? I've seen a bit of bit of discourse on Twitter that some people think we did enough and it was fine and okay, and some people think it's a bit of a worrying or concerning performance that we weren't amazing, but I kind of feel it's a little bit in the middle, to be honest. Yeah, I think we bettered last season's result, didn't we? Um, so yeah. if you do that every week, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, how, long did, how long did it take us to get our first one of the season last year? My memory's terrible. I should know this, really. Was it Everton on that balmy Friday? Yeah, what was that, the third third game? Yeah, Tottenham, possibly. Bournemouth, Everton, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Was it after that? Was it... Oh, I can't remember anyway. But yeah, I thought it, I thought it was fine, to be honest. You know, kept a clean sheet, saved yeah. the penalty, um, yeah. and found a way to score the other end. I thought, you know, I thought it was a, a, as much as you could hope for, really, you know, against a team that took four points off Villa last season, fully finished a lot higher up the table than them. I don't think you can, can grumble, really. I thought, I think yeah. that, you know, I think the pressure was on as soon as, um, as soon as the sending off occurred because it was, you know, it was Sheffield United, probably the best that they could do was contain and then try and spring Villa on the break. Uh, yeah. So to keep plugging away against, as Alan Smith would remind you, a very resolute and well-drilled um, Sheffield United team, I, I think Villa did enough and to bank the points. Move on to the next one. Yeah, I'll put something to you. See if you agree or disagree. It felt kind of felt to me a little bit like the last game of pre-season. I think I might have said that after the Burton Albion game as well, but it felt like, right, that's it. All the first team have played together now for a full game. Now we start to click into gear. We just about did enough tonight. Yeah, but what does what does clicking to gear mean? Because <laughs> won the well, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that, but it, it wasn't well, okay. Well, maybe that's the point then. Yes, we won the game, and that's the main thing. But we didn't play well, though, did we? Played like, terribly, either, did we? No, no, but, the, but that means there's room for improvement then. <laughs> well, Come well, on. You're normally trying to make me the negative one. What, what's happened? What, no, what, not, no, 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 no. Let's let's get it straight. I'm not being negative. Yes, the three points is massive, and starting the season with a win is important. And I said before before um, the game in the live stream that we did then, I'd have been happy with a point as long as you go and beat Fulham. I now want us to go and get six points from the first two, and I think that, that is possible. Obviously, it's important, but 
we didn't play Jack Grealish didn't have a great game John McGinn didn't do, do a lot Ollie Watkins didn't really do much so there's room for improvement there it was against oh, 10 really? men as well don't forget for 80 minutes so we should have we could have blown them away really if we were in gear I thought Grealish played alright to be honest I thought his finishing wasn't quite at it McGinn was a little bit anonymous for me I think we're still seeing the post-lockdown McGinn rather than the yeah whatever it was the, the promotion winning season McGinn or the, the first couple of months of last season McGinn uh, although he did use his backside to good effect uh, yeah, that was his best contribution wasn't it really yeah, yeah. um I thought what I, I I must have not watched a different game, but I saw plenty of positives in it. I saw I saw a clean sheet for a defence that's got it's got a new right back and a new goalkeeper. Uh it's got a centre half who seemed to do his hammy in <laughs> in the warm up at the start of the second half and actually seemed to make him better in the second half. Um Yeah, I thought I thought Watkins was okay. I thought he was okay. He's obviously kind yeah. of he's he's, he's been been involved in the decisive moments, hasn't he? That, that, that's led to the sending off. Um, what did you make of the sending off? Again, an interesting one on Twitter. I tweeted it out saying um, uh, foul, yes; red card, no. And half the people replied saying goal scoring opportunity, definite red. And half of them saying, "Oh, that's a little bit harsh." I think if that was a Villa player, I'd have been going, "Come on, surely a yellow card there." There's no proof that Watkins would have got to it. Is it really a goal-scoring opportunity? He got to it, wouldn't he? He would have got to it. I don't know. Again, I thought it was harsh. Not complaining. Don't care at all. It changed the game, didn't it? I don't think we'd have won if if it was 11 against 11. Um, But uh, my point is, I know you're saying being negative. I'm not being negative. I think it's a solid 6 out of 10 game from everybody, really. Nobody really stood out. No one was terrible. I think you've played 80 minutes there against 10 10 men at home. Yes, 1-0 spot. They've had a penalty apart from a great, great save from Martinez, that could have been a one-all game. I don't know, I feel like later down in the season, when all the new players have, have gelled a little bit more, that should have been a game that you win 2 or 3 nil. I think. That's my only thing. That's not really negative. Yeah, potentially. I mean, not what you like. You know, you're trying to kind of curb my excitement, aren't you? You, you, you want me to, <laughs> you, you want me to um, stop before I get my Martinez yeah. my buttocks? I'm- I'm glad that you. <laughs> I'm glad that you disagree. I'm interested in what the comments say. Again, there's so many coming through. It's hard to keep up with what people think. Um, I'll tell you what, here's a here's a challenge for the comments. If you thought it was good enough but could be better, type one in the comments. And if you thought we were good and nothing to be concerned about, type two. And then I'll get a quick gauge of what people think. But yeah, I'm happy. Think, of course, I'm happy. But again, I think it could have been it could have been better. If you think Villa are going to win the league, type three. <laughs> The only problem is now people are put, typing in one, and I can't remember what I said. One was. <laughs> I think one was yours. Agree with you. Two was agree yeah. with me. Okay, uh, there's a lot of ones then. So a lot of people do think that yes, it's fine that we won, but we could be, you know, we could be better. No, I think I'm our not, standards are higher than yours. <laughs> it's not. I'd vote one if I could uh, work out how to go on Facebook Live at the same time as talking because I can do better. But we'll play better than that and lose. Yeah, so okay. I think um, you know. I think as, a, as an introduction back to the Premier League, I, I, I'm gladly you know I, I, I was satisfied with it. So there yes. you go. Yeah, as was I. There's a few threes coming in now. So win the league. Here we come. Um, what did you think of that red card? Then do you think it was definite red? Again, I've probably got my clarity blue tinted spectacles on for this one, but I thought he was going to get the ball. I think he'd have got the ball first. 
ahead of the goalkeeper if he hadn't have been impeded. Now, whether yeah. he would have still scored from there, he'd have probably had to round the goalkeeper, go to go at quite an angle, or if he'd have slotted the goalkeeper, there might have been another defender who was covering around the back. So I'm yeah. not I'm not convinced it was a cut and dry goal scoring opportunity, but I am convinced that he would have got to the ball first. Uh, I found the, the, the punditry from Carragher interesting at, at half time as well because he was saying like the Lino, <laughs> the Lino who had the best view of every, any, everybody, just kind of daydreamed and gave um, gave a throw in, and the referee was miles away. Just thought that it was you know thought it was first instinct to grab the red card. Um, I actually do think they got it right. But okay. again, if you've asked me if it had happened down the other end of the pitch, I would have probably um Yeah. Probably leant the other way. It's one of those fine decisions, isn't it? Whereas if it was against Villa, you'd have gone, Oh, I'm gutted by that, but it's gone for us and we've won and honestly we couldn't care less to be honest, with along with the rest of the Villa fans watching this. Can I just in this brief moment get you to mute whatever that is keeps pinging off? Is it your WhatsApp? Is it, no. is it, your, is it your WhatsApp on your laptop? It's very annoying. Yeah. I don't know, it's annoying. You're too popular. Um, I'm interested to see what you thought, if you can still hear me, of what you thought of the penalty against us as well. Because on, on first viewing, I was like, yes, penalty. And then the VAR watched it a lot. And I was like, oh, actually, I'm not sure that was a penalty. And then I showed it again from the first, like, the, the wide angle. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is a penalty. It looked like a little bit of a kind of, it was a bit awkward and a bit clumsy, wasn't it? And I, yeah. think, I think whatever Target did, <laughs> whether he caught him or not, did enough to, to impede him. And, and I mean, fancy, I mean, it's great. Imagine one of our centre-halves <laughs> being in that position to be fouled for a penalty. Although, having said that, I think I think that, that penalty came about as a result of Mings pushing up and then Concer went to press high. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it probably was just about a penalty. Um, yeah, I think, both, I think both those decisions we just talked about, the red card and the penalty, are both correct, but I think are both quite harsh on both sides. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's nothing like compared to the, the controversy that happened the last time these two teams yeah. played, is it? So, um, well, I, I think... think um, I think anyone's mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a great save, though, wasn't it? Oh, Excellent save. I think the line that I don't think I actually said, but you always hear with those kind of saves, is is a great height for a goalkeeper. You know, the ones that are just perfectly across from their body position, they can just dive straight over. They usually say, oh, it's a great height for a goalkeeper there. And I didn't say it this time. But wait, it was a good save, though. I think it, it was a good height for a goalkeeper, but I think it was still far enough towards the corner to require a good save. And he reminds me of someone, you know, facially. Martinez. You know, I think okay. you're reminding me of, but you're going to say, Matt, you're blind. Do you know, um, is it Russell Kane, that kind of cockney comedian? Comedian? Yeah. Is it the jawline? Just Google him. He looks a little bit like him. He looks a bit like him, crossed with um, crossed with Fonzie out of Happy Days, which is a reference long before your time. But he's got that. Um, Google Google Russell Kane now. And I I'm bet doing you that now, yeah. Hang on a minute. <laughs> right, yes, uh, I'm going to screen share it because we've got that technology. I don't because uh, it makes you people realise that it looks nothing like him. Here we go. Can you see that? <laughs> Does it look like that, it? I think it's the, the jawline, maybe. There is a bit of it, isn't there? He's the one on the right. Yeah, he looks more like the one on the right than the one on the left. Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, where else can you get this top quality insight? I mean, <laughs> looks, looks a little bit like Russell Kane if you yeah. squint a little bit. 
Am I also yeah. established that Matty Cash is an anagram of Catty Mash? But yeah, good. I saw that tweet. Not bad. There's a lot of people in the comments saying, yeah, he looks like him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you think he looks like you, vote one. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are saying, uh, well, I say a lot of people, one, per- one person said it. Looks a bit like uh, Klitschko, the boxer. Which again, yeah, I can kind of, kind of see that. You'll have to put a picture up, mate. I'm not... Uh... Uh, can't bother. I know I'd rather have him gold anyway, and that's Emmy Martinez. Um, what do you think about the rest of his performance besides besides that uh, penalty save? Yeah, I thought he was decent. There was one time in the first half where he came through probably about seven players to come and climb the ball. Yeah, uh, one climb, before that, I think. Yeah, come and climbed an aerial ball. Um, and I think, was it Hurahan who played a hostile ball into him within the first five minutes? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Then he just kind of dealt with it and smiled rather than uh, <laughs> ranting back. Um, so I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought, um, you know, it sounds really harsh, but would would Neuland have, have he might save the pen actually because he's. That's, that's probably one of his specialities. Well, not specialities, yeah, but a couple. But would he have, would he have been as commanding? I, I don't think he, he would have done really. Um, would Wesley have scored when Watkins didn't? Would Wesley have been in the position to be chasing down that ball to get the, the defender sent off? It's a nothing point, is it really? Yeah, we will never know, will we? We'll never yeah, know. Exactly. Uh, what else have I written down in my notes? I'd put that Jack wasn't at his best, but we still win. And that was a positive to be taken from there, that we don't have to rely on him being excellent to get anything now. But you thought, you thought he was okay anyway. I thought he was decent, you know. I thought he was he was trying to to get involved. He, he had a couple of attempts, didn't he? That that just whistled past the post, or there's that one to, that was that one towards the end that was just deflected over. So, yeah, I thought he was fine. I think I think McGinn's the one for me because we need yeah. we need McGinn completely fit and firing in there. What and what do you do with him then? Do you have to take him out until he gets fit? Do we have the options to do that? Or do you just have to keep playing him and hope that we don't? Kind of, um, you know, it's not to our de- detriment that we've got a non-fit McGinn in there. I think we've got back to the same dilemma as last year, haven't we? Where I think even a McGinn playing his way back into form and fitness tends to be a better option. Yeah. Than what else we've got potentially? Um, I know we spoke, didn't we, last week about probably still needing another player, whether it's another winger, so that Jack Grealish can can drop deeper. Uh, yeah. Effect from midfield or whether it's uh, another central midfielder. Um, I don't know. I mean, because who, again, you get back to that dilemma of you, you leave, you leave McGinn out and you're talking, you're talking what, Nakamba? Again, really? Being the next in line? Yeah. I mean, Nakamba, Douglas Louise, Harahan suddenly looks a lot worse, doesn't it? As a midfield trio. I think so. He's probably listen. He's not been at his best, and Villa have won the game. So perhaps, perhaps Villa can try and play his way back into fitness. Um, I mean, he didn't. I don't think he looked sluggish in terms of you know. I think he was trying to cover cover ground, but yeah. I just don't think it was it was quite happening. Do you think that's because? Do you think that's because we've got such high standards for John McGinn now that we recognise when he isn't at that level more often? Probably. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's been, you know, we're talking when did he get injured? Boxing Day or something? Or late, uh, late December? I think so. It's it was not against Norwich, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, so it's been nine months since we've um, since we've seen the best of him. Yeah. 
But that's a, that's a minor footnote for me. Like like I say, I I thought we might come unstuck tonight. I thought we might, you know, typical Aston Villa, like like you tweeted about Burton scoring after thirty seconds or a minute or whatever it was the other day. Everybody's buzzing at the signings and Jack signing a new contract. I thought that we were going to have the optimism swept from under us again. Um, so I take any points any way we can at the moment yeah. because you know. I've gone, I've gone blank. <laughs> now, then points points weren't easy to come by, were they? And we need to try and get that buffer as soon as possible. And you know, Sheffield Sheffield United at home is a winnable game, so we've got to we've got to actually. You know, you said didn't you? They they, they flagged up the bloody graphic. Um, how many times Villa have conceded leads and stuff like that? And let's yeah. hope that the let's hope we see the end of those graphics. Um, but I thought it, like I said, I thought it was a, I thought it was a. A more streetwise performance in places, even if it's just John McGinn using his, his backside to to kind of shield the ball in yeah. the closing edges of the game. And as much as we want to see that little dollop of quality, which we hope the new signings will will bring over time, we also want Villa to be be a little bit more kind of um, like I say streetwise and find find ways of winning games. And if they have to run down the clock to to win a game one nil against ten men, then so be. Could be the yeah. three points. Oh. Makes us go from seventeenth to sixteenth, or sixteenth to fifteenth, or whatever we're dreaming of after that balmy win. <laughs> well, yeah, the three points come no matter what, don't they? It doesn't really matter how you get them at that stage. There's a couple of comments here that I think contrast each other, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Reading them both now. Um, for this one here, it says McGinn didn't get out of first gear, Louise didn't get out of first gear, Horham maybe in second gear, and we still won. How can we not all see the positives in that game, having got three points? And then further down, oh, this is kind of the same point actually. Um, for the first time in ages, I thought we were in control and I wasn't too worried. I suppose that maybe that is the. Uh, then someone else says Louise is our best player. I just, it's weird, isn't it? Everyone's got different opinions when we watch games, which is the, the beauty of football, I guess. But I don't know. I, I, part of me looks at it and thinks we weren't great. We won. There's obviously some positives there because we don't have to be amazing to get three points now. But I also look at it and think, well, could we have been better? Yes. Yeah, I think I think so. I think. Um... Our mate Alan Smith again was saying, wasn't he, after half an hour? If the, if there was a crowd here, they'd be getting frustrated. And yeah. I think I think he was probably right in that sense because um, when you are against ten men, it's it's really you know it's really easy to get tempted to try and kind of force the issue too much. I thought Villa showed the right level of patience. Um, yeah, you know, patience goal, is a good word. The goal came at came at a good time, uh, and it relied on on a set piece. Um, but I don't. I'm really, really pleased, and you're not. So gonna, you're, you, yeah, you, you're making out like I'm really negative. I am very pleased with that, that three points. I just think I look at the potential maybe of this side and think, oh, if we can not be great there and still win, maybe we can have a good season this year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, listen, we were climbing the table before we even played a game. <laughs> <laughs> So to add three points of our own, what does the table look like now? Have you got one in front of you? I'm just typing it in now, mate. It's perfect timing, it really is. It's like we're on this great synergy together. We're in ninth at the moment. Uh, let's get it up on screen so everyone else can see it. Uh, Premier League table, share. There we go. Can we see that? We can see that, just about. And so Leicester are top, they've won both. Yeah, we're ninth. One game played, one win. Lovely stuff. Not bad, is it, that? Unbeaten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the comment saying? Um, what do you think of Matty Cash? That's a question. 
someone has just asked, what do you think of Matty Cash's performance? Because there's a few fans after the Man United friendly going, mm, I'm not sure about Matty Cash. Oh, that's a friendly, come on. I think oh, the fact that he's an athlete and he, you know, he's he's a, he's a big lad. Anybody can still he's still pretty mobile. I yeah. thought some of his deliveries were brilliant. The way that the whip that he tried to put put into them, a couple of passes and stuff that that went astray, but didn't look out. You know, I know it's, it's, it's Sheffield United. And it's one game, but didn't look out of place as a Premier League player. He was as he was as good, if not better, than his fellow Matty on the um, on the other flank. I thought so. I thought he was decent. Um, so, what did we have tonight? Three debutants in him, Martinez and, and Watkins, in terms of Premier League. Yeah, Premier League debutants for Villa. Yeah, probably give you probably give the goalie an eight, eight or yeah. nine. He did what he had to do, but didn't wasn't really tested massively other than the penalty. Give Cash a seven. I think I don't think he did a great deal wrong. Um, and I'd probably give Watkins a seven as well because I don't think he, I don't think he did, did a great deal wrong. Really, I thought he looked energetic, he looked keen. What I like about him, uh, and I don't want to judge him as against Wesley. Uh, Wesley's not got a right to reply, being as he's been crocked for however long, nine months, and might be out for another couple. But I think Watkins, because he's kind of a winger come centre forward, when he drifts to get involved, he tends to drift to the channels where. When Wesley was drifting to get involved, he was coming, having to come back yeah. to the halfway line centrally, and you know it's a very narrow sample. It's hard, hard to judge on the basis of a, a few friendlies and a you know a, a couple of games. But I think Watkins, I think Watkins, you know, I think he's probably a bit faster and more mobile than Wesley. Well, well, again, he will, will be at the moment because Wesley's been on crutches for last night. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought I thought the newcomers were, were fine. I think it's just kind of just reinforce the questions that we've we've had all along um, in terms of what we were saying earlier. Trezeguet, so so, but you don't want to rely on him starting starting for Villa every yeah. week. You mind him coming off the bench, and you should imagine that he won't be starting much longer um, with respect to the lad. Um, and it, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's not watching. <laughs> never know. You never know. And that, so that, watching, leave a comment, please. <laughs> yeah, don't do it in Egyptian. Um, <laughs> and the midfielder, I still think, I still think we're light in there. Um, well, me and James spoke about this pre-game. Do you, I think, actually, we might have even spoke about it on the one that we did at, at mine last week. I think I still think you'd rather, I'd rather have a second winger and put Grealish in the middle. To be honest, I think McGinn. Uh, Louise Grealish is the best midfielder we could find at the moment. I don't think you'll go out and find a better midfielder than you would slot into that three, whereas you could find a better winger, I think. Yeah, put it to put it, ask the audience, tell them, ask okay. them which midfielder we should sign. Oh, I don't know any specific names. Yeah, well, that's one of those, isn't it? You, you either do recruit out wide again and you have Traore, Watkins, new winger, and Jack Grealish moves back centrally. Or you keep Jack out wide, and you need to find a midfielder. But I don't know who that midfielder is that would offer more than Jack Grealish would back in the centre. Yeah, no, let's say if the transfer window shut tomorrow rather than next month, yeah. how disappointed would you be, or would you be quite pleased? I mean, I said to somebody, I, 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 messaged, I tweeted the other day that I'm kind of working on a piece of how how Villa's transfer window's gone, but I'm not going to publish it till next May. Um, 
and it's a bit like that, isn't it? You, you know, we we were, we were all kind of buzzing about the the spending spree last summer because of some of these exotic names, and then yeah. over time we kind of we kind of revised our, our thoughts, didn't we, on them? But if the if the window shut tomorrow, would you think that? Do you think the only areas where we're light is that midfield winger dilemma, and perhaps what cover at left back, cover at centre half? I don't know. Yeah, with me and Jack, again, me and James. I don't know whether you watched one earlier. Probably didn't. We no, spoke a lot about. Yeah, <laughs> who does watch these? Uh, we spoke. We spoke a lot about the centre back partnership and whether you. I think if you were going to go centre back, you're going to go after somebody experienced, you know, a 33, 32 year old to play alongside Mings. But in my view, I think you stick with Conte and Mings as a, as a duo and let them grow together. Is what I would do. So the cover at centre back, if one of Halls or Engels leaves, yes, not. But I think if you're looking to improve that starting centre-back, you're going to have to spend a lot of money and I, I don't see that as a priority. Cover at left-back would be nice, but again, I think you could get by with Target and Taylor for a season, barring that Target, target didn't get injured. Um, yeah, I think the only one I'd be, I'd be disappointed about is a midfielder or a winger, one of those two. I don't think you need a midfielder and a winger. I think you only need one of those now. Um, ideally, yes, you'd prefer both. But I think if you only could, if you could only sign one, it's a midfielder or a winger. I'd be gutted about not having, and possibly a, another striker as well. So still a little bit of work. To, yeah, I was going to say, it's still a little bit of work to do. Ideally, but yeah, I think we've we've fixed the the big positions, haven't we? But we are a little bit light in terms of if we got an injury up front. Um, yeah, I'd be concerned then. Have you lost you? some weight, Dan? Have I lost weight? Yeah, because uh, look, I look like I'm, unless it, I'm framed differently, I look like I'm twice as wide as you. Is that is that real life? Like you sat like this, that's all right. You need to sit in it. No, I think I've gained weight since the last time we spoke. Um, you look yeah. quite slender, if you don't mind me saying. Thank you very much. Not there anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll take all the compliments I can get. Like I say the camera adds £10, but maybe not. Um, all the comments from midfielders a few people saying Ross Barkley Mark Sheridan says Mark Draper I don't think he'd be that great these days uh, Deli Alley there's a few calls for Deli Alley earlier on the one we did earlier I don't see Deli Alley dropping down to Villa to be honest when there's talk of Real Madrid <laughs> yeah if you if you want to say it that way uh, yeah Buendia from Norwich yeah he'd be quite nice Rico Henry at left back uh, Lingard, yeah, we spoke about Lingard earlier. What do you think about someone like Jesse Lingard? Oh, I think he, he gets an unfair press for me. This is, this is what I said earlier. I think I think he's better than people give him credit for. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a meme, isn't he? <laughs> he is. I think that's what he is. I think he's become a figure of fun now. Where I think yeah. it's a bit unfair on him because you know I'd have him in that team, you know, because we. Would you not? I know you want Jack, you want Jack Jack as the ten, so I know you're not going to be um, persuaded otherwise. But Lingard's a weird one. Again, me and Jan spoke about this earlier, so I'm, I'm at risk of repeat, repeating myself at this stage. But because he's that bit of a become a little bit of a joke player online, isn't it? Really, the social media uh, side of it. I said um, the same with Chris Smalling and Phil Jones and people like that players that have got a reputation for being a bit of a joke because they play at such a big club and haven't performed for a number of years when they were good players. You know, when Phil Jones got his move to Man United, he was a good player for, at Blackburn. But because they've been a bit of a joke for so long, if you sign Jesse Lingard for 20, 25 million, everyone will be going, everyone outside of Villa fans or and Villa fans as well would be saying, oh, what a weird move that is. Villa have overspent on, on this Man United flop. 
but he could come in and be and be really good because yeah, I'd, ta- I'd try and take him on loan. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. If there was a fee involved, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't bother. It's just a, yeah. it's a really weird one again. Ross Barkley to a, a much lesser extent, but just been around Chelsea for a bit and not not done anything. It's all, I, I don't know if you'd spend big money on names like that, really. Don't you do money on them? I think it feels like you're going to try and rehabilitate. Yeah, if you're going to try and rehabilitate them as a footballer, I think you've got to. It's a big it's a big gamble to take. I think you've got to try and do yeah. it on loan, and I don't think I don't think those players will be available on loan. Um, yeah. Yeah, why was Man United loan Lingard? What did I get out of that? Just running down his contract. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, the biggest thing for me before the window shuts, and it's not quite the consideration now. The kind of spectre of FFP has not got us by the, uh, has not grasped us by the knackers. Can I say that? Uh, yeah, not, I, I was wondering what you were going to go with there, but knackers is perfectly fine. Not grasped us by the knackers as much as it as it has in in recent years. I still do think Villa are carrying a little bit of fat. In terms yeah. of the squad, you know, bless poor Henry Lansbury. We were trying to loan him out to Halso in town last week. But <laughs> On the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> not Villa. Um, I can't see him getting involved. You know, how many right-backs have Villa got now? If Matty Cash is your man, you've got Sorry. Elmo, Gilbert. Is there anybody else? Perhaps not. Perhaps we're not too overloaded there. Um it's this thing again, isn't it? Trezeguet. We're talking about Trezeguet and, and El Ghazi and um, and Hotter. It is Hotter, isn't it? It is Hotter. If you want. I always get confused about it. I think I still think there's some areas where, where Villa can trim. Um, yeah. So I'd like to see that addressed, even if it's kind of a couple of them going out on loan a little bit yeah. um, as well. But I think it's a pretty um I think it's a pretty positive start that. I think yeah. Villa ninth. Um, Take it, don't Game in hand. Not, well, yeah, it's been a few years. I mean, you probably have to have to scroll back a few years to find out when Villa were ninth. I know we're only one game in, so let's uh, <laughs> let's not get carried away. But you'd have to scroll back a fair few years to find Villa in ninth, ninth position. Uh, clean sheet, goal scored. Still, another new signing to be introduced. Um, onwards and upwards. Yeah, you've wrapped it up nicely there and we could end it, but there's just one name that's piqued my interest in the comments. That is the first person that said it, and the last time I heard this name was on the uh, a Wolves video that we did at work the other day. Oxlade Chamberlain is an interesting shout. I think he's probably, I, I, on paper, he's probably now surplus to requirements at Liverpool, but I don't know how much you have to pay for someone like him. He, used to, he did used to play out wide, didn't he, back in the day before he got moved centrally? I don't know whether he could still do a job out wide if he, if he had to. But I think he did great. Time. Probably a little bit um, fragile injury-wise. Um, yeah. And I just... Big wages as well, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know whether whether Yotta going there makes him, makes him uh, available. I don't know. I've got the sense he's probably thinks a bit more big time. Yeah. Villa. Maybe. We don't know, do we? Have you, have you met Mr. Oxlade Chamberlain? Is that a, is that a personality? I haven't, I haven't, but I suppose that the, the, he could do a Martinez anyway. Martinez has shown that, that Villa is a, a club that's worth joining. Jack yeah. really has shown, shown that Villa's a club worth being at. Um, so, again, I, I don't think Villa will splash out really big money on something that represents a gamble in terms of you know, I don't think they're going to veer too far away from this boy players on the way up 
to try and um, try and get some kind of sell on value out of them or to give them a long contract. Yeah, I think it'd be strange for Villa to, to rip that up. Um, but if a player comes available, like I said about Martinez, of that quality and that standard, do you have to kind of rip up the the blueprint a little bit? I think so, but you know, he's, he, he, Martinez is a goalkeeper. So what's Martinez? Twenty eight. Yeah, it's. I think it's different signing. Do they give him a five year deal or a four year deal? It's different signing a yeah. goalkeeper on that on that length contract than it is to sign an outfield player. Um, yeah, he's only twenty seven though. Outside. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Villa will go for a name like that. No, I don't either. It's just it's only one that's came up in the comments. And I said when we, we did a Wolves podcast the other day, and, and that, those guys were talking about him. And I think if a club like Wolves is in the position that I've got into in the last couple of years, uh, are looking at him and he's available, then he's probably more likely to choose Wolves than, than Villa. But decent name, good suggestion there from whoever that was. Can I um can I tell my story about Jack Grealish's dog? Uh, yes. Yeah. Do, do I know this? Yeah, I told you the day the story behind why he took his dog to sign sign yeah, the contract. This is unless unless he's already shared this story himself on Instagram. I think this could be a world exclusive. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to use the photo of it, so we'll probably get um, invoice four hundred quid to use it. Um, yeah, you just have to but, imagine it was Jack Grealish with a dog when he's got his contracts on him. Is there? Like yeah, you, I'm sure people have seen it. Check out Jack Grealish's Instagram if you haven't. Uh, there's a plug. But apparently, it tra- transpires that the reason that Jack Grealish, his dog, was at the uh, at the signing uh, was. Whoa! <laughs> Everyone's on ten talks here. I'm telling you. He just had the dog. For, he just had the puppy for his birthday. The puppy is called Harry, I believe. And um, oh no, this is, I think he he got a, he got a bad ear. I think so the dog. dog. So Harry the dog had got a bad ear. So yeah. Jack had to go to um, Bodymore to sign sign his contract. He thought he'd kill two birds with one stone, or save save one dog with, with one trip. Uh, <laughs> and he had to take him to the vets afterwards. So there he was. They took him, got him on the pictures. So I'm telling you, people think that I'm not as connected as I used to be in terms of getting stories and stuff like that, but. I'd like to see John Percy get that one. <laughs> oh, excellent. I mean, you might not be able to say, but who did you hear that off? Say it again. You might not be able to say, but where did you get that story from? I've talked to the animals, mate. It was Harry the dog. Is it imagination? I'm not, that is true. I'm not giving away my sources. Is it true? It's a genuine okay. story. No. You can, t- you can tell note. me. Uh, yes. Um, for those that didn't see our pretty much live stream before, Matt, you don't really know about this because we haven't really talked to you about it. So consider this a production meeting for you. Uh, we are introducing a second uh, show onto the podcast where we'll be talking about stats and analytics. Don't worry, Matt. We're not on it. We don't have to pretend to know what XG means <laughs> and all these Who's different doing things. That? Uh, James is doing it with guests. Which I'll, I'll tell you about this afterwards. We talked about it earlier, but I know that most people won't have seen our pre-match show. But you know, often people say oh, you don't talk about football enough, you and Matt. So we're going to carry on doing what we always do, where we talk about dogs, vets, and uh, what was his name, Russell Kane, and James, and so on. Who actually know something about football? We're also going to talk about the actual football match as well in the ninety minutes. So you'll get two episodes from us about the games and, and the latest from Villa. So we'll be here talking our usual nonsense every week, but. We'll actually be talking football on Claret and Blue this season. So, Mate, stay that, tuned that, for that. 
I wish you'd have spoken to me about this in advance. That goes against everything I believe in. <laughs> That's why you're not on it, mate. I'm not going to make you sign up with something you don't want to do. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what things are. So, uh, yeah, we're going to let James have his little podcast baby this season and see how that goes. Thank God for that. What are we done? We're done, yeah. So yeah, we can get out of here. Uh, so hopefully we're going to try and launch that this week. We are trying to get it off the ground with a with a guest. Um, Dan Bates has just asked, do you think it was a red card? Yes, we do. Just rewind about half an hour. Um, I've got my phone. So yes, let's call it a day. Thank you very much for the 350 plus people that are still here watching. Absolute madness at half eight on a Monday. Thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Um, for those that didn't catch us live, we'll be live on Facebook after every Aston Villa Premier League game this season. Me and Matt, like I say, are here to talk our usual nonsense. Um, if you're here watching live, we also post on YouTube and all the different podcast providers. You can just search Claret and Blue and you should find us. Uh, our logo looks like this. Wrong side again. I did that earlier. It looks like this up here. So it's hard, isn't it, when you can see yourself? You always go the wrong way. Uh, so search Claret and Blue. You can find all our podcast stuff there. Um, follow us on Twitter at Claret Blue Pod. We're running the competition at the moment to win a print. This print, actually, uh, a bespoke custom design. So head over to our Twitter at Claret Blue Pod to uh, get involved with that as well. Thanks, Matt, for joining me. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Three points in the bag, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then. Up the villa.